I'm okay. That's a good start. Right, you set yours. Yeah, my mic wasn't. Yeah. That's better. I can hear you better now. Well, what's a warm up? <laughs> Right, we've just recorded this again and realised both of us were on different microphones and it possibly wasn't even recorded anyway. So welcome yeah. to What Half. Um, how have you been, Gaz? You're full of head cold. I am full of head cold, yeah. I need to try and congratulate you on the birth of your second child and make it sound sincere like it was the first time. <laughs> but it could all still be sincere, Gaz. You can still be happy about it. I am happy about it, but I feel like I've, I've sort of given all the sincerity out the first time. <laughs> have you got livid about Congratulations, mate. Well done. <laughs> He's great. He's six six pound five. She did it. Yeah, it was expensive. Um, expensive. Yeah, same gag again. Same gag again. Right. But it's yeah. not again for them, is it? No. Not exactly. It's something people say yes. about about the internet. Yeah, no, it's all good. Right, let's. Oh, the internet's going again. We're having a right, Mary. Eh? Go on. There you go. Six pounds. Start episode hundred and one. <laughs> Now, train wreck. Six point, yeah, six pound five. He was. That's expensive. Um, it's only a new, an old joke if you've heard it before. Some people say about your research. I've heard this research before. It's not new. It's new to people that don't understand it. It's like I've read this Bible before. It's not new. Yeah. I want. I want the new, new edition, testimony. It makes me think of the office. Um, where Keith, big fat Keith, is like was watching peak practice, bloody rerun. Oh, was it? That's annoying, isn't it? Not for me. I hadn't seen it. <laughs> Do you know a weird story? You know the the person that I know that was sent pictures by a well-known person who does gardening and changes houses very quickly of his genitals? That Nick same Mel. that same girl um, had a kind of like a thing with that guy as well. They couldn't look any more different. I know. Well, no, he really liked her. I think she was, well, she was using him to get into the TV industry, really. Um, well, she won't yeah. listen to this podcast anyway. Um, well, she yeah. won't again anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, she hasn't spoke to me for years anyway. Um, yeah. So yes, six pound five. A little boy is he's here, Ollie. Um, it's carnage in the house. I'll give you the Instagram version, um, but without the Instagram version, it's kind of World War Three. Ollie, uh, Arthur's taking a little bit of getting used to it, but as you would. But yeah, he's all good, all healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I prefer. Well, I don't prefer the reality, but I prefer it when people display the reality rather than the Instagram version of everything's great, it's amazing. It's, I mean, yes, it is amazing, but it's carnage. I remember, That's yeah. Termed. I remember when I worked, before we worked together on Iconic and you rang me, I was in the office of the other place and you just had a Laura and you, she was tongue-tied and had colic and oh, you rang me in desperation and I think we'd even known each other maybe a few months at that point and you were like, I, th I don't know what we've done. I think I saw even the words that you yeah. said. Yeah. yeah, what have we done? <laughs> I didn't have I didn't have what up then so you get me through it. I'd phone you, which yeah. is basically what what is anyway, isn't it? Us phoning each other and chatting. Just recorded it. Yeah, right. what's dishwasher? Yeah, well, let's empty the dishwasher then. Okay, so head over to SupremeCBD.uk. Use the code WTAF. You get forty percent off everything. They're doing loads of buy one get one freeze, which you can still use the forty percent discount on. 
So I don't know how they're making any money. And I did say to Anthony, I don't know how you're making any money here. And his response was, I'm not. But that's fine. Just take advantage of it then. There we go. Um, so that, that's the... I was out walking again, um, as I am, and falling down railway embankments, which people might have seen videographic evidence of, because I'm always filming, which is good. I text my wife, Gemma, and I said, I've fallen down an embankment again. And she said, well, at least you're consistent. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There we that's go. it. That's, that's what you want. What we were talking about is consistency is important in delivery of content. That's it. That's it. Got to deliver content. And, and I am I am delivering barrel rolls on a regular basis. But um, But anyway, so I'm walking back to the car from where I've ended the walk. It's probably about a mile and a half back to the car. And it's one straight long road. This is in a village called Renneth, which is in Nottinghamshire, right? Have you ever had it? I'm sure you have. Most men probably have, to be fair. Where you're either walking behind a woman or a girl or sometimes like a young lad, maybe, and they start to feel a bit uneasy and they're turning around looking at you and then they start maybe to shuffle, walk a bit quicker because you're mm. walking behind them. And you kind of want to say, look, I'm not a madman. But you don't do that, do you? And it becomes a bit awkward. Well, I had one of those situations because it was like school kicking out time. So I'm walking along. There's all these school kids. They're all getting on different buses and whatever. And then eventually there's just one kid left who's a sixth former because not in school uniform. So how old's that? Uh, 17. 17, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So still a kid. But they're a kid, I guess, at an age where they've probably had some knobhead say something obnoxious at some point, right? So they're probably a bit more aware of it. So I'm stomping along and they keep looking around and then walking a bit quicker and then I'm going, oh man, but I'm trying to get back to my car. And then I'm thinking, do I phone Gemma? But I know Gemma's with the girls. I'm like, oh, because sometimes that helps, don't you? You do a phone call. Yeah. Hey mate, and then you're less threatening. Well then, obviously I just laughed out loud from nowhere, right? So now she thinks I'm a madman. Why right? did you look, why? Right, well, I'll explain. Okay. Um, at this point, luckily, she stops at a bus stop um, with a group of people that are at the bus stop. I walk past the bus stop. I'm not Jeffrey Dahmer all of a sudden. That's a result, right? So everyone gets on with their lives. The reason I laughed out loud, right? So I'm walking along, and I look to my left, and there's a church. And obviously, they have, like, billboards, don't they, with, you know, God is love and all this kind of stuff, right? Now, on it, there's a picture of someone on their knees praying, right? Right? Yeah. It's fine, whatever, yep. And it said, God answers knee mails. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Oh, that's great, actually. What a pun. God answers knee mails. So I saw that, obviously, and just laughed out loud because you can't see that and not laugh out loud. And obviously, like I say, this kid then just thinks, I'm, oh, I am being followed by a mania. Oh, yeah, knee mails. Is, that's brilliant. Do you ever do it? See, well, my, my, when I get in that situation... And it's different because like you're you're a whole foot taller than me, so there's probably a different kind of feeling when I'm walking up behind them. But like, I do the the I do my shoelace up thing, give them a bit of space. Right. See that that's I struggle with that because I'm quite tall. I've got a longer stride, haven't I? Yeah. So that I, I kind of like catch people up quite quickly, and then you get that point where you get closer, and then there's the awkwardness as you pass, and then once you pass, whew, sigh of relief. Or you do the bit where you're pushing an empty buggy because you've dropped the kid off at school, obviously, around, and you've got something weird in there, like a toy, like, you know, like an f- action figure. And it looks like you're just pushing the action figure around the town, like a mentalist. Or you think, do you know what, if if I'm going to be put in that bracket of a mentalist, I may as well act like one, so just punch him in the back of the head. <laughs> and then put him in the uh, pram. 
in the pram. For did you see that video of the guy walking around with a pram on fire? I did. Zero context to that, was there? I it remember is... just watching it, and the guy winds down the window, doesn't he? He's like, "All right, mate." And he got a pram, no baby in it, thank goodness, on fire, and he's just pushing it down the street. <laughs> I know, I remember. So it's in Scotland, questions. isn't it? I think it's Scotland. Yeah, I remember that. It's in Scotland. I've got less questions. <laughs> yeah, I've got less questions now. Scotland. Now it's Scotland. Yeah. That's fine. It's Tuesday, isn't it? And he looks at you as if to say, "You pedo." Why did Actually, Daniel? You... It was Burns night yesterday, wasn't it? Maybe that's why he's doing it. <laughs> got it wrong, yeah. I didn't understand I didn't what Burns... Oh, mate, I, that's I didn't have any haggis. I didn't know what Burns night was. I was with Rosie and she thought she's Scottish, uh, Glaswegian. Didn't know what that was, but yeah, we did that a couple of times. Yeah, I've had that. I've had that following, following yeah. people down down the alley. And But but Nemo's is absolutely great and you do like a pun. So that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah, Nemo's. Emails. Um, right, right, let's get into the stories. What's our first story? Um, do you want to go? What's our first what um, uh I thought emails was a what after for my list. Yeah, it but is. We'll yeah. go again. You you may well have had Bob Moran in there. I didn't. I think no. he's. I think he's worthy of one. And it's actually quite funny, right? Because I didn't realise this. So, Bob Moran has obviously done a picture of Benjamin Netanyahu being fed the the flesh of dead Palestinian children on a platter by Joe Biden and Rishi Sunak, which is basically just uh, a, a kind of quite graphic cartoon version of the reality. Yes, it's um, an analogy. It's a visual analogy of the funding. Yeah, it says kosher at the top, which is Hebrew for fitting. Um, and it's, you know, it's quite thought-provoking and stuff. That's the whole point of art. And everyone's gone mad, including most of the freedom fighters who have been tagging people like Laura Dodsworth, who was never a freedom fighter anyway, but whatever, um, tagging the Met police um, and calling for the arrest of Bob Moran based on a cartoon, right? Wow. What a joke. And so people have gone back to them, obviously saying, like, what are you talking about? You know, I thought you were an advocate for free speech. The response was, I am an advocate for free speech, but I'm not an absolutist. Okay, so what that translates as is you are an advocate for free speech you agree with. Also, it's you, he's done a drawing that you're interpreting. So the only speech coming from that is from in your head. You're interpreting yeah. that that way. Yeah. And, and that has, a, it depends on your level of knowledge to what you understand it. It's like cryptic in, in yeah. a way, a very basic way, but it's very cryptic. Like but, you turn that to a 17 year old, they'll see something different to someone who's done the sort of research you've done. Well, they're also offended on behalf of a war criminal. Imagine <laughs> being offended on behalf of Benjamin Netanyahu. He's been giving <clears> handjobs <throat> to Satan since the day he was fucking born. He's a demon. Well, this is what we're getting now, and it's, it is absolutely like to the point now where you've got this quite obvious divide between people who actually are doing this work properly and actually not and I, I know we've always said that people haven't but really it's a gulf now between oh it's an the, absolute russell brands the alex jones and as much as i just, just I don't like saying it alex done some amazing stuff through the years he clearly has fallen down the wrong side of this this at this stage and um look at it amazing polly put out a really good graphic as well of all the people that that i would pretty much agree with every one of them and um, that she put out uh that aren't so this person is an absolute, not an absolutist. Does she not understand that not being an absolutist, free speech is absolutism? It, and you say it's like laws against incitement of hate, it's, it, it's communication laws. 
against these sort of things. That's not what that is. No, but they always use that as an example because you always know that they're arguing in bad faith when they say that. They when you say you're an absolutist, oh, so you should to stand up and say kill all Muslims, and it's like no, that's incite to kill, that's incite to violence. That's a different law, like. Yeah. And then they go, oh, so you, you can call someone a paedophile or you can say that someone touched you when they didn't, whatever. It's like, no, slander, libel, yeah, defamation. Again, the, you can't do that. Like, this is totally, just, totally different argument. But it's also a cartoon. And what made me laugh more was obviously you had your, obviously Julie Hartley Brewer and all people like that jumped on it. Of course they would because fucking Israel. Um, and so people went back and found old tweets of theirs about Charlie Hebdo saying how they should be, they were, should, and they should, be allowed to depict the Prophet Muhammad however they want. Well, of course they could. It's, it's a fucking cartoon of a sky fairy. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, exactly. It's a cartoon but, of a fictional character. Yeah, well, that's fine. If you're offended by that, sorry, but you'll be all right. Um, in the greatest game of things, you'll be fine. Um, but then would, would then call for the arrest of someone for one that, against Benjamin Netanyahu. It's like, you can't have it both ways, mate. You either believe in freedom of speech and freedom of expression or you don't. And, and and so I asked the question at the end of my monologue this week, and this is where it was funny, was I said that if Bob, Bob Moran had done a cartoon of, say, Vladimir Putin tucking into Ukrainian babies or Xi Jinping tucking in or Al-Assad or, you know, Raisi or whoever, would there have been this uproar? And if the answer is no, which, of course, it is no, why is that, right? So then Bob Moran replied to me with... I can't remember the exact words, but basically along the lines of, well, yeah, I did. And he did. And mm. it was, he, t- he showed um, the image that he'd done of Xi Jinping tucking into, um, with uh, chopsticks into Chinese people, obviously, because he was devouring them through lockdowns and, and all that sort of stuff. No uproar. Of course it wasn't. No uproar. So it was like I was using like a, um, a, you know, an exa- an, a fictional example of a potential if he did it. And he's like, no, I actually did do it. <laughs> Got no grief for it. So why is it, so why why not Netanyahu? Netanyahu is a problem then. Why is that? So what we're doing is we're actually judging people differently then. So it's gone, it's gone from you saying this group through history, this group of people through history were unfairly called out and unfairly blamed and un- unfairly marginalised. So you're, you're saying that. So now we've come to a point where actually the opposite of that is the case, that actually now there's one group you can't criticise and one group you can't call out. Yeah. And, it, and you're not even calling out the group. You're calling out a war criminal. Well, that's it, isn't it? And, and, and again, I'd like what they go on and on about apartheid. So let's have a look at what, what this word. So apartheid means the term apartheid. An Africa, an Africanized word derived from the French term meaning meter apart, literally translates to separating and setting apart. Apartheid is a policy that is founded on the idea of separating people based on racial or ethnic criteria. So what you're looking at is apartheid art, basically. There, that's basically we live in an apartheid planet where you can you can criticize some but not others, and then platforms such as X will promote and push certain narratives like that it's not a free speech platform what it is is a no reach platform yeah and it's interesting like given who it's focusing on because you can't say that israel is an apartheid state when in in the around the west bank in the illegal settlements there's roads that you're literally not allowed to drive on if you're not jewish yeah and then what what do you 
I mean, you can, anyone can claim to be Jewish. So what do they mean by Jewish? I mean, there's so many well, denominations. Yeah, well, well, exactly, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it's not a race. No so okay, who says it is? It's not. It's which Jewish? Are you talking about which Jewish? Yeah. Like, because we need to go through this. We've got a tick list here. It's totally ridiculous. Obviously, I'm, I'm thinking it's Sephardic are treated much better than the... Uh, no, sorry, the Ashkenazi are treated better than Sephardic at the moment, which is an inversion, although I believe that will flip eventually. But it's just... It, it's totally, totally insane as well, as you said. It's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. And then, then oh, these are the I same people that are, are, are supporting genocide of children. Well, that's uh, the thing. The pe people are offended by a cartoon, but they're not offended by 26,000 dead people over 10,000 dead kids. It's the cartoon that's bad. Yeah, they're mental. They're mentally ill. They're absolutely yeah, they, are, they are mentally ill, yeah, yeah, actually. They need help. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Um, it's too late for them. Maybe a little bit of, little bit of um, art will help them. So this is another art-related story. Here, this is my first WhatsApp for the day. Art by Roman Singer, his name is. And basically, I don't know if you've seen this. And this guy's earned a lot of money for this, and I'll go for this. He's basically a guy. He wears a red jumper all the time, black trousers. Um, I think that's his thing. Um, and he's stacked about eight buck red buckets on top of each other, stood back, and there's a gaggle of, like, 20-odd people standing around. Obviously, probably had a drink for breakfast. And um, all looking at his art. And he just basically stands there till it falls. And everybody goes... That's yeah. a bit clapping, by the way. Um, the white, white lad, the, the lad with a big white shirt on, he loves it, doesn't he? <laughs> he really loves, loves it. it. And you could tell by that shirt and that hair that he's um, he's got a fair bit of money. I mean, he's ironed it, at least. I mean, I wouldn't have even got that far. Well, someone's ironed it. Someone's Might ironed it, him. yeah. And there's a, a young guy there. I've got, obviously, you'll see the picture. Young guy there has brought his girlfriend out on a first date, and she's like, what the fuck is this? This and he's like, not... this is my art. This is what, this is, makes me cultural-like. And uh, this is why we should get into bed later on. And he's, she's like, no. She's like, no chance, mate. If you'd taken me to see an Asian woman dancing on butter, yeah, I'd have bloody jumped you. I am. Not, not this geezer. Because with that red jumper and black trousers, I'm not convinced that this artist isn't the guy who had Tidy Mouse in his garage. <laughs> I've never put that together. It's like a fucking conspiracy, bloke. isn't it? It's the same bloke. Tidy oh, mouse tidying wow. up the buckets afterwards. That's the thing. When, when, once everyone leaves, once big white shirt leaves and bad first date leaves and, and the cleaners have gone, Tidy Mouse is in there piling those buckets right back up again for the next show. He is. That was Tidy Mouse that did that. So we haven't lost the context. She's like, I'm as dry as those buckets. There's no chance when we get home that anything's happening. And um, so though I looked at this, I did my research, guys. Um, so Sam Reacher commented on this. This art piece is called The Audacity. It's really made me laugh because this is like the this is like A level reverse psychology. The art piece is called The Audacity. It depicts the audacity of the artist to do something stupid and expect appreciation from people. <laughs> I kind of like that, though. But then he's doing it and then people are going along to clap him. But do you know how much they're paying for his installations? And we are totally in the wrong game here. So this is how much he gets paid for his installations. So actually, cool. I'll break this down. So the um, red plastic buckets ten, were seven, nine, nine $9.07 per bucket. Um, the bags of sand, oh, there's sand in them. Nine forty-seven for two bags um, of sand to fill them all up. And it was um, $0.2 um, for a four-inch piece of red duct tape. Um, so that's the total cost of about $100 for the whole art installation 
Um, I call it art because I'm inclined. Even that feels like a lot, though. That actually does, yeah. It seems like he's just pissed off the wall. But guess how much money he got for the installation? Oh, you've paused. There you are. There you come back. I don't know if you were paused or you were just waiting and bait your breath. So I've got, all right, I've got a guess then. Okay. Go on. So it's going to be something mental. Yeah. But I'm not going to go, like, crazy, crazy. I'm going to go 25 grand. <laughs> $72,000. So 50 grand then, basically. Wow. For that. And he spent $100 on it. I mean, good luck to him. Decent markup, that. It's I a mean, decent markup, isn't to it? To be fair, I mean, even 40% off, two for one, you still do all right. It's like. You're right, Anthony. <laughs> Just... Anthony's in the wrong game as well, isn't he? You should get buckets, mate. Buckets at the end of the rainbow, there's red buckets with Tidy Mouse sticking around. That just like, it just shows you, doesn't it? What it chance have we got? What's the point in trying to stop World War Three when these things are happening? We got to start at the basics. People are is, stupid. Yeah. We we are stupid. Not, not me and you so much. Sometimes on a Sunday, um, vast majority of the planet are a bit stupid. So well, maybe, maybe we start there, and then we won't have wars of the outcome of killing each other and being annoyed by a cartoon at the end. It's it's an interesting thing though because I remember seeing. Um, Years and years ago, I was with my mate Ben, and I saw that some art. Uh, we were in London, and it was something on the South Bank, and it, it it had gone to the South Bank, and then it had been like sold for like something ridiculous, and there was a big poster for it or whatever. And I remember looking at it and going, "That is what the, f I could fucking do that in twenty minutes." And he just went, "Well, why didn't you then?" This all it's right. a fair point. Fair point. Fair point. Yeah. Who's the right. stupid one now? Who's silly now? That's a very good point. The, the, I've, been, the, I've, been, yeah. I've been in Wilco. I've been in B and Q in the past few months. There's buckets there. I didn't buy them. That's true. But I mean, he probably spent a good 30, 40 years of his life building up the narrative around his waffle to be able to get seventy-two. That's the real art, isn't it? Sales. Sales. Well, that's what he is. Yeah. yeah. Either that, or he's got a, a very good agent. <laughs> very good agent. That's what we all need. Who's, who's got um, camera? Toilets of most of the houses of people that own art galleries. <laughs> I think I want seventy-five grand for that. Yeah. Yep. yep definitely. Yep. So I mean, it was it was just stupid. It made me laugh, and um, it's a good good one to brighten up the mood from the possible World War Three that we might be going into. Um, but yeah, it was great. It just toppled over. It just toppled well over. Well done. Yeah. And I just said it's art, but it's not up there with the turd on the bed. If you're not seeing that one, check it out. But don't buy it because it's expensive. Just do your own. Expensive shit. That's it. You can make that stuff, no problem. Um, talking of World War Three, then conscription, right? So basically, what what they want is a load of white Englishmen, mm. overwhelmingly, because that is the overwhelming number of the population, believe it or not, um, to go and fight for a country that fucking hates them, <laughs> and has completely and utterly just just toss them on the scrap heap over the last sort of 15, 20 years. But now suddenly, you know, oh, yeah, no, we need you now to, to fight to the death. And the reaction to it was very, very funny, I have to say, because it just literally got smashed out of the park, didn't it? Yeah. And I remember reading quite a few tweets along the lines, basically paraphrasing of, mate, if Russia invaded, I'd fucking meet him at the beach. Yeah. I'd, I'd welcome him with open arms. <laughs> We're done here. It's more this of a clean-up job. Yeah, you know. And so, but what makes me laugh about it is, 
and I guess Israel ties into this as well with the way that they've been acting, is that no one's even pretending anymore. So they used to pretend. Um, so before you would start talking about going to war with Russia, you would have a false flag of some description. You would have a, a, an attack um, in London, a bomb attack, or a plane would be shot, a British plane would be shot down and they blame it on Russia. They would do something to lay the groundwork so that then they would start talking about war with Russia. Not even done that now. They're just like, yeah, we're going to have to just, I think we're probably going to have to prepare to go to war with Russia. Okay. <laughs> What's it? So, Why? Well, what made me laugh was one of the the reasons I think I read was um, for what why why yeah one of the reasons I made was because we would have to go because we're a bit thin on the ground with military uptake. I wonder why. <laughs> but, but, but what what's Dave and Southend got beef with Russia for? <laughs> what what I said yeah try to exp explain to the audience so who will be fighting for Ukraine? I'm assuming. I don't know. <laughs> they're talking about declaring war on Russia and they're talking about going to war with Russia. Yeah. So why why why? What for what? Well for what reason? They've they've not attacked Britain. They're not surrounding Britain. There's not attack imminent. Why would why do you want young men to die why why well because you're a mentalist, but what you're not selling it to people. It's not even young. I mean it's 18 to 60 is the age. Imagine being six, six, 59 years old and going, I can barely keep my own poo in at this age. I'm, I'm not going. I've got I've got uh, heel spurs like Donald Trump. <laughs> I've got no esophagus, so um, I'm not going. Um, I'll stay here and I'll just... Uh, I'll, I'll be a journalist from home in it, I suppose. I'm not having it. No, I'm not going. Of course you're not going. We'll all end up in prison I'm... together. It'll be fine. Be absolutely be a laugh. Oh. It just well, it, it's, it's who you're with, isn't it? So like, if we're all prisoned together, it's Butlins. Well, that's the thing. I've always said that about pubs. You know, when you got a gang of you out. Like, it's different if the beer tastes shit. That's different, fine. But where you got a group of lads together and people go, oh no, I don't want to go to that pub. It's rubbish. Well, why is it rubbish? No. So, but you're with us. So what's the matter? Every pub we go to is shit. Maybe we just didn't hang out together. Yeah, maybe we just hang out with different people then. <laughs> Yeah, but um, but yeah, it made me laugh because, like I say, they're not even pretending anymore. They're not even creating narratives that make people feel like they're under attack. Because no one in this country, apart from the odd spanner with a Ukraine flag in their bio, is actually in any way intimidated or or um, apprehensive about some form of attack by Russia on Britain. They're not because it's not happening. It's bollocks. So why are you going to get? Why on earth would anyone sign up? I don't to know. go and fight a war against a military superpower <laughs> that can literally evaporate you. Why? Why would know. you do that? Unless, unless you're religious, you've had enough, but you don't want to kill yourself because you don't want to go to hell. So you just you kill yourself in a roundabout kind of way by. It's a suicide joining mission. the army and getting blown up. Yeah, but don't tell God it's a suicide mission because oh, he'll, yeah. be, he'll have the um. True. So, yeah. so tell God I died for king and country, but actually I'm really just going there because I'm fucking, I've had enough. <laughs> That's what I said last night, two o'clock in the morning, I was saying to Sam, well, four o'clock this morning, I was saying to Sam, was like, talking, we couldn't sleep, obviously, you got a little, little in the house. I just, I was joking. I'm not sure how it got taken, but I thought it was funny. I was saying, if they turned up now for like, conscription, I'd be like, oh, you've packed your bags. <laughs> 
my, my usual line during the the hell of the first sort of month or two of having two children, one of which is just shits and cries and vomits, was and then there's a baby. It's not a life, is it? <laughs> just not a life. This is it. How 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 was a uh, age wise difference between Laura and Ophelia? Three three years. Six same year. Yeah. Well, three years, two months, pretty much on the dot. Pretty much the same, mate. Pretty much the same. Four months, maybe. Um, how was Alora with it? Like, loved it. Yeah. Like, loved it. Yeah. Proper, proper mummy-ish with Ophie. And now, like, it's slightly different because Ophie is a, a nutcase who <laughs> just, like, she's a wind-up merchant, which I love about her. So she will just, she will go up to law when she's playing with stuff and she'd look around and she'd look at you and you know she's on the wind up and she would just pick up one of law's toys and she'd go my toy but she says it with a smirk <laughs> so then law bites no yeah. it's not that's mine and Ophie's just going it's mine but then uh, law's getting more and more agitated yeah. and i'm going law stop biting yeah she's going she's going she's gone fishing and you've bit yeah. that's what's happened it's hard really, to explain to though isn't it the minute like, you stop biting yeah. the minute oh, she'll stop fishing yeah it's hard to explain to them. All oh, my lights gone out. Oh no! But it's funny though for for a two year old to actually just oh. what the one a wind up merchant. I, I've, I've, that to me is quite advanced, and I quite yeah. like it. <laughs> so I should I should tell her off at times and go stop it, but it amuses me. And that's it, isn't it? But that is like being in a war zone, isn't it? That's that's the age. Yeah, it's good to hear that. Like, Arthur's, he loves him, absolutely loves him, but he's handsy, like a boy's a handsy. So he'll pick him up, like, yeah. he'll stroke him, but, like, that's not a stroke, it's more of a karate chop across the hairline. Um, and that's, that's what but my it'll toughen, it will toughen him up, though. Because I, I think, because Lord wasn't, like, aggressive at all, but she she would pick up Ophie and would pull Ophie along and do stuff, whatever, because she's, you know, unaware of her own strength, mm. essentially. And so I think she made Ophie a tough cookie. Oh, that's okay. what happened. Right, that sounds about right, yeah. Because he, he hit him in the head with a car yesterday. Toy car at about That'll three o'clock this morning, yeah. Um, need to get him a Peter <laughs> Check crash helmet. <laughs> just in some armbands, yeah. Um, let's go back to this one. Just a quick one, because I've got stuff on the con- conscription. So, General Sir Patrick Sanders, he's a sir already. Well, of course he is. Yeah, said the UK needed a military could not only expand rapidly, fat people, but also train and equip a citizen army. Have you seen some of the citizens we've got? Like, you've come to case to mate. You've literally got the pick of a couple of guys that smoke too much outside the uh, outside of the community centre. You've got some football mums, and you've got a lot of people in mobility scooters. Where are we going? We'll fight them on the beaches. We're not in a mobility scooter. No, you ain't getting on down there. Once you're on that beach, you ain't getting off. Only if the sand's wet, you might maybe get away with it. <laughs> But I, I want the guy who does the the thing in... Is it in Yarmouth who's, or is it in Case 2? Yeah, Puppet yeah. Man. Puppet Man. Get him on the front line. I've got a theory about Puppet Man, haven't I? I don't know if I said it in the podcast, but I think he's CIA. I think he's, he's not as stupid as he thinks. He owns a shop. So, like, there's something doesn't compute. How can he be... Like, he looks like he has additional needs, quite frankly. Um, and But he apparently owns a clothes shop. So I think he's there as a drop-off point for drugs. That's my... And maybe he's acting the way he is because he's off his tits on him. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a conspiracy there. Call me a conspiracy theorist, but I think the the puppet man in Nor- Norwich 
or Yarmouth, as he does his tour, um, is a drop-off point for drugs. <laughs> it's elaborate. Because I stood and watched him when I was with Jay, when we came up for your wedding, and I couldn't stop looking at him. <laughs> no, no, but you come up for my wedding, and that's when you were... What did you see in Yarmouth? It's five man. He it's is crazy, a tourist, tourist attraction. Crazy guy with a puppet playing, dancing around to some music. It's Elvis, usually. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. Probably was. It was that era, 50s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in his address to the International Armoured Vehicles Conference, we haven't been invited to that, in Twickenham um, on Wednesday, Sir Patrick addressed the army, which is predicted to have just 72,500 fully trained soldiers by 2025. The rest of them are half trained. They're just like, oh, fuck it. Would be enough. So we've only got 72,000 um, military fully trained soldiers. Like, what happened to the rest? Um we're all out war with Russian, even if it numbered 120,000. So we're completely outnumbered. So basically, they've got to try and get the, the rest of us to go to fight. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, Gareth. But aren't we part of NATO? So on the face of it, if Russia goes for us, which they ain't going to, no. but if Russia goes for us, don't all the other NATO nations have to get involved? That's the That's the... That's the rules. Apparently. I wouldn't have an army then. No, I'm not going. I just pretend I had one. <laughs> let let them send the Belgians in. <laughs> the Belgians, bloody hell! My God, it's all the chocolate. Beer, cheese, beer, cheese, and clogs. Good luck. <laughs> Can hear them covered a bar. Piss heads and clogs. Um... On cobbled streets. <laughs> Best of luck. Fucking hell! How many smashed knees? Um, right, yeah, so conscription, that just made me laugh. So Sunak falls to rule out conscription as Russian war threats rises. It doesn't... It doesn't. It, you you no. invent it. That's yeah. the thing. It's like the BBC with lockdowns and stuff. It, you, you invent something, and so people believe it. Yeah. And then people talk about it, like me and you. And then <laughs> it, it gains traction, and it becomes something when it was nothing. It monkey was nothing, box. yeah. It was nothing. Perfect, it was fucking monkey bollocks but people talked about it and then people talked about it some more and then it became real in people's heads and then people might find a fucking pimple and suddenly it was monkeypox you just the whole thing's invented it's absolute nonsense and war with russia is exactly the same it's bollocks yes a psyop that's exactly what a psyop is what makes me laugh in this photo that they've done they put a photo of a young lad out he's on the bit he's, on, he's in the grass probably in norfolk somewhere with a gun but they've made the bullets and the silencer on the front is the same color as the ukrainian flag the bullets are the <laughs> blue and yellow. <laughs> Subconsciously, you've got, I want some Ukrainian bullets. I don't want any, any old British bullets. It's fucking what, ridiculous. What if, right, now this is a conspiracy theory. The whole thing's a ruse, right? So the Soviet Union never actually split up. It was all just bollocks. They both only split up on the face of it basically, in the same way that the Nazis were destroyed when actually the, the high-ranking ones all fucked off to South America. So, hear me out. So, the Soviet Union still exists, but it bubbles underneath as separate separate countries on the top, and they're beef, beefing at each other and arguing, but underneath, it's the, all the same thing. And actually, Russia and Ukraine are actually on the same side, and they've just gone, right, we're going to have this total fucking joke of, of a war, there is complete bollocks and pantomime. And what we're going to do is we're going to cripple the West's energy infrastructure and we're going to empty their pockets. And then we're going to take over. 
I don't think that's a good theory. I think that's... Uh, well, it is a theory, but it's 99% sure that that's the, actually what's happening. I wonder how long it took me for, to bring these guys up, but Habad Lubovic are... Um, <laughs> Fucking Habad's a busy geezer. I know, he's everywhere. They are connected intimately to uh, Zelensky and Putin. So, come on, guys. Come on. The men in black have sorted this out. I think you're completely right. I think that's that's the thing of the world over. On the surface, is not ha what happens underneath. You've got all of these former Polish and Ukrainian Nazis in Canada getting applauded and, and awards and it's clear that the Nazis never went away. It's in of course they didn't. Of course they didn't. So I think you're completely right. And I think that that um as I spoke to just to put out the uh, classified with Warren Thornton who knows far more about this stuff than I do, um the uh, kind of neo Nazi element to that and that's just an excuse. It's the same as Hamas in Israel, it's an excuse to go in. They're just cannon fodder. Yeah, absolutely. You got no one more? Well, yeah, just just while we're on Ukraine, Tice, Richard Tice. So, the you know, an alternative to the Conservative Party, apparently. He speaks, you know, very much like, you know, plums in his mouth, usual, usual drill. So he's been in Ukraine. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah, you know, being a big tough guy, helping out and all that sort of stuff. But they're actually starting to gain some momentum on the Tories in this country. Now, they're almost certainly there to take a few votes off the Tories because Labour are obviously supposed to be the next government, who are just the Tories but more woke. So Tories with a rainbow flag. Um, but obviously lots of videos have emerged because when you go onto a live television show and you say things, it's, it's said then and it's there where he's advocating for compulsory vaccinations and all that kind of stuff. So people are looking at this conservative alternative. Doesn't sound very conservative, enforced compulsory medical procedures with experimental uh, mRNA technology. Does not sound particularly conservative. And also being very pro-Ukraine and pro-war, that isn't really what the current, at least, so-called right of of politics is is wanting certainly the vote voter base of that side isn't wanting that because why the fuck would you yeah i think you're right you, again let's come back to what we just said before it's the uh on the surface they're saying one thing and clearly all their actions are leading to the opposite they're all connected they're all pushing to the same we know this though how many times do we have to beat this over people's heads to for the decades for people to just i don't people know it they just don't want to accept it no, people look at the so-called alternative. Someone like Richard Tice, you're like, okay, so he's he's everywhere, all over mainstream television. Mm. He gets a pretty easy ride. He, they big him up on on Rupert Murdoch's talk TV and talk radio and stuff like that, and in the Times as well, Rupert Murdoch's Times. Why would they do that if he was a genuine alternative? They wouldn't. They'd have him for breakfast, dinner, and tea. But it's that it's that whole limited hangout thing. So his he's he will say the odd good thing, to kind of try and placate a certain amount of the population, whilst completely contradicting himself with other stuff. But they focus on that and they don't look at the the whole, they look at the whole pie. And then you then, yeah. but then you look at his missus Isabel Oakenshot, who, you know, releases a little bit to do with that's his uh, missus i didn't know that's that. his missus yeah the whatsapp um messages of matt hancock and all that stuff but then completely poo poos and completely um throws out the mere suggestion of of the midazolam massacre 
And so you're like, okay, Alexa, can you define limited hangout, please? That That's exactly what these people are. They will lead you ever so slightly out of the so-called status quo so you feel like you're being led somewhere alternative, but you're not. You're not. They're saying, I'm taking you to a totally different house, and actually what they've done is they've, they've taken you to the garden shed. Yeah. But you're, st- you're still within the property. You, you've not gone anywhere, really. Yeah, and most people are are um, denying there's even a property, and that's the issue. And I, I've got the same thing with, um, I like to call him Fucker Charleston, Tucker Carlson, um, or Shaka Khan. And um, he liked to, he's everywhere, isn't he? He did a little uh, talk, lots of people turned up to see him. I can't remember where it was. Do you know where it was? Canada somewhere, wasn't it? Ca- Canada, yeah. He's against Trudeau, so he must be on our side. Um, oh, it's like so obvious. So I, I point out to this young, this lady called Erin on there. Um, she, she's clueless, um, but seems like a nice enough lady. She um, was going on about how great it is and isn't he a free speech advocate and all of this nonsense. Um, he's the same guy that, that pushed... Just before Christmas, put out that bizarre video with um, Kevin Spacey. Very, very odd. A lot of weird stuff going on there. Um, the guy was a, uh, the guy was acting as if he was president, and the, the whole thing alluded to that, that you're not seeing what you think you're seeing. It's all an illusion. Um, very odd with Kevin Spacey. Now Kevin Spacey. So you're talking about a guy who's on our side, but Kevin Spacey, um, obviously very well known to be um, a Clinton advocate he's in there with bill clinton very very tightly um juliet bryant um epstein survivor spent time with clinton and spacey and epstein um together in south africa he was there obviously he's connected to gizlane maxwell we, we know that he's sitting in the in the royal's chair with gizlane maxwell taking the piss so kevin spacey is definitely connected to these people connected to clinton connected to gizlane maxwell and epstein um so how can you say that that tucker colson is anything but connected to them. And then I didn't realise, I knew his dad was connected, but his dad, Dick Carlson, basically, or Richard Carlson, um, was a founder of the United States Information Agency, which basically is a federal government agency that controls um, basically the dialogue, the media dialogue between countries. It's, he's a, a Fed. He's a, that's his dad. He's a Fed. Um, and the US... AMIA, which is United States Information Agency, that was overseen and um, promoted by Bill Clinton. So you've got him sitting with Spacey, who's Clinton's mate, who's Epstein's mate, who's Ghislaine Maxwell's mate, who are all Mossad, well, I wouldn't say Spacey is, but clearly Maxwell and Epstein were, in my view. Um, And then you've got the Secretary of State, is it? Blinken, he's uh, his father-in-law, uh, sorry, his, his stepdad is connected to them for being his lawyer. These lot are, are all together and it's so blatant, so, so blatant. And, and the reason why I bring up on this point is that the lady Erin, she put a video out today of how evil Hillary Clinton is and how she she was the uh, lawyer that dismissed a, a rape case. Yeah. Yes, she is evil. But how can you say that... Uh, uh, that and and that was she's the same lady that's promoting Tucker Carlson last night, and I'm having words with, not words with, not a dialogue with, saying that. But she's he's promoting Kevin Spacey, who is best mates with Bill Clinton. Like the the, the cognitive dissonance there again is is insane. Yeah, pe- people. I think we come back to that whole Trump thing again, where people want a savior. 
they don't want to hear that everyone is a bit of an ass within a certain realm because then that kind of it make it, it creates a feeling of helplessness for people that aren't willing to take responsibility for their own lives so they need someone to save them we need trump to save them that's why when you point out the fact that trump's clearly a fucking fraud mm. that they will not just go mm, well i don't agree with that but yeah fair enough they will fucking go at you viciously because you you are attacking their whole survival essentially in their mind you're attacking their survival and this is the same thing I saw of, of it's totally off point, but, but but it will come back to it. Like I saw a video of a lady who was talking about the fact that, you know, when you speak out about the transitioning of kids and X, Y, and Z and all this sort of stuff, what you're actually saying to people that have already done it to their children, mm-hmm. that you have irreversibly destroyed your child physically, mentally, um, reproductively. And they don't want to fucking hear that. So they will fight back. They won't go, oh, yeah, I did, didn't I? Oh, that shit. They will, they will fight back. So they're not... So she was making the point that whilst we're winning the war in terms of the public arena, because most people aren't mental and don't think that you should be cutting fucking bollocks off of children, right? Most people aren't that mental. So whilst you're winning it in terms of the realm of the public arena, you're never going to completely finish it because these people will always come back. And she was making the point that actually when you find these companies that completely change when it comes to the trans issue, the trans issue, a company or an organization or a school district or whatever, he's always flipped on his head when it comes to that issue. And she was saying that when you go down deep, deep into it, they will either have... Um, a journalist within the organization who trans their kid right. or you will have you know uh, um, a, a deputy head of blah 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 within a certain school district trans their kid like there's always there's it always comes from the place of one of these people and the reason i'm saying that is because these people are the same in the sense that you're telling them something they they can't possibly hear and can't possibly compute and that is you're you're on your own mate if Tucker Carlson's not legit, if Trump's not legit, if Shamarami, whatever he's called, is not Vivek, is not legit, then you're on your own, bro. If RFK Jr. is not legit, you're on your own. And people see that as a as, that's terrifying to some people. Whereas I see that as a positive. I, I, you're you're telling me my life is in my hands rather than the hands of of, of a career politician. Yeah, I'll take that. Thanks. I'll I'll take that personally. I would rather that. But most people or a large portion of people aren't like that. They they want their ass wiped for them. Yeah, they do, yeah. And that's the crux of it, really, isn't it? With JFK, you just mentioned there, because we, we kind of had a little comment on something the other day, and I didn't realise it until you commented on it, saying that his missus was um, in charge, and he said during the the old Rona thing that the vaccines, when they went out, they were getting tested at one of his parties or something, and she was the one um, in charge. And I kind of like wasn't <coughs> sure if it was she meant him or she meant some other people that we mentioned earlier. Um, but he clearly... Like there's something going on with him. He's very much flipped on it. He's very much controlled with it. But now they're saying that Alex Jones is coming out saying that um, that his wife's not allowing them to try to communicate with with Trump or him. It's very very bizarre, isn't it? What's going on? What's your take on that? Well, his wife is a is a is a lefty, isn't she? And I know obviously RFK is is a is a lefty in that sense, but he also has different. 
the vaccine thing is is more a right wing thing, isn't it? Most mm. most lefties are like bloody hellraiser. Yeah. Um, but obviously, RFK is is Israel's his Achilles heel. It's absolutely his Achilles heel. That's that's done him. Um, when it comes to his wife, um, she's obviously got a lot of power there because you've got a situation. I mean, that thing in lockdown was extraordinary. Um, in the COVID era, sorry, it was extraordinary because you've got a guy who's publicly stating um, about the vaccine and the damage of vaccines generally. His his voice actually is a as a result of a vaccine. Yeah. So you've got a vaccine damaged individual who is vocal about vaccine damages, vaccine harms. He's massively vocal about the COVID vaccine and about COVID in general. He writes a book on Dr. Fauci exposing his corruption and the corruption of the pharmaceutical industry in general. And then he throws a party that his wife demands people that attend are vaccinated. That's extraordinary. Um, and obviously the newspapers picked up straight on that because they can run with that till the fucking cows come on. And he was interviewed and he said that it, it shows that I don't, something along the lines of I don't wear the, the trousers in this house. Yeah, the decisions aren't being made by me or someone else is making the decisions was the quote I saw, whether that was verbatim yeah. or just a, a way yeah. of saying it. So, I mean, I took that, maybe that's again my conspiratory mind thinking he's not talking about his wife, he's talking about that I'm just a puppet here and maybe it's a smoke signal. But again, if he's talking about his wife, she could be the one who's pushing him all in his direction. So why would she come out now and say, I don't want him near Trump and I don't want him near Jones and that lot who are clearly going down the, the opposite of where we're going and we all, do you know what I mean? It's something, there's a divide here and there's clear faction here of, of alternative media that have, these are the ones with the big numbers and the big money and the, and the, yeah. the ones that get all the platform that always did anyway. Even if it was a bad press, they got the press. And we, people like us, we won't obviously ever get those sort of numbers and that's fine. Um, but they're clearly a different level. And I would put Luke Radowski in there as well, who's doing some weird stuff at the moment. It's very odd, isn't it? That, that, well, COVID changed him, didn't it? He fell for COVID hook, line and sinker. Okay. And I don't think, I don't know how you recover from that, really. If, you, if, you, if you've been duped by that, if you've been done by that, you know, I don't know what to say to you. Because yeah. that was the most obvious thing. That was ridiculous. That wasn't, you know, some kind of underground psyop where you needed a little bit of inner knowledge or at least background on it to spot sort of key points. I mean, that was just fucking. They, that, that they just smashed in the face with a wet fish. I mean, yeah. that was obvious that it was absolute nonsense. Was he blaming China by any chance? Well, he's on the bioweapon thing, but obviously I saw messages that he'd sent to um, to Josh Sigurdsson saying, you know, having a go at Josh for not wearing a mask and all this kind of stuff. It was like just a, a fucking, just fell for it, hook, line and sinker. Mm. I don't know how you recover from that. I don't know if you can fall for that, though. I wonder if there's something else going on. I'm always dubious to clever people becoming stupid very quickly. Yeah, yeah. But then I think also, you know, so, some like with the Trump thing, I think there's also a lot of people that are, you know, maybe co-opted, but there's a lot of people as well that are within that realm that have been doing it for a fucking long time and they're tired mm. and they just want it to be over yeah and they want to believe that trump's going to end it because if he doesn't which he won't because he's not there to end it yeah he's there he's there basically to fucking divide america that's why he was only he was only ever there for that reason he'd done a fucking good job at it he um if he's not going to save you then that means you're gonna have to carry on doing this and you've been doing this for a long time man and you're tired 
Yeah, I think when you start doing this stuff, and as we've been doing, you've been doing longer than I have, but you've been brought up around it. Um, but you can't, I've kind of accept there is no end to this. This is what you do because you know it's the right thing to do. And that's that's your contribution. And when you leave it, hopefully someone else will pick up the mantle. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there'll never be an end to it. There's not an end, no. No, there'll never be an end to it because you will, even if, you know, you completely dismantle this whole system and all these fucking gremlins and you get rid of them and you build, you know, some form of utopia and it's amazing, which I do believe we can do, you're still going to need people doing this to hold the whole thing Together. in place. Yeah. yeah because because there's always going to be someone who's going to have a little bit of underhandedness about them, who's going to have a little, well, yeah, I might take a little bit off for myself as well. I might do this. Because that's human nature in some people, unfortunately. You know, you're not going to, if you make the world great, suddenly that doesn't mean that psychopaths and serial killers aren't going to be born. No, as you just said, that, it's human it nature. Yeah. And there, again, there is that element, yeah. So I, you're going to need people to keep investigative journalists, stuff like that. You're going to need, like, it doesn't end. No. And it's human nature, as you say. Again, it comes back to what you said before taking responsibility. Humans do these things. Yeah. And humans can stop doing these things. And people are like, oh my God, what if there's a God and this and God that? Well, how about we just. Because this is a beautiful planet. I'm looking at a blue sky right now. I've got two little lovely little boys in there. It's a beautiful place. We're lucky in the West to live as we are. Is it you? We're lucky. We're very. We're the lucky ones because we live in the most kind of utopia, really, that there is in the West. In on the planet, we're the lucky ones. That's why I feel kind of like a uh, an oblig not an obligation, but like a like a like a, a mission to at least say thank you for what we've got in the West by keeping it one. So it's there for our kids, but also saying there's people in the world that don't have the opportunity to sit here and do a podcast like this and talk about like my next ridiculous story. Like why landing on the moon is harder today than 50 years ago. Because <laughs> like, I never did it. Well, that's what I said. I said it's easy. It's, everyone can fake a green screen now. But like the excuses. So we haven't been there. I say we, me and you haven't been there at all. Um, why is it? 50 years and the excuse I was like trying to there's a big article about it and I was like okay well what what excuse they come up to moon rockets we better understand uh, so we understand the risks better so that's apparently the, the reason why we haven't gone because we can't we... get anyone to do it <laughs> that what it is it's too dangerous that. well that's not really an excuse it's not really a reason is it so our technology has improved as has our understanding of the risks particularly those in rocket actual rocket science what do you mean so we're just firing them up there willy-nilly, but we still reach there and come back, apparently. Let's just go with the narrative. So we're going, oh, no, now we know it's a bit more dangerous than we thought, so we just don't want to risk it. But that doesn't make any sense. You don't go into... That's not a reason why we haven't gone, is it? That's a... I don't even know what that is. So in the, 19, in the 1960s and 70s, we simply didn't understand the risks we were taking. <laughs> it's good to know. But Buzz Aldrin's like, oh, cheers. Thank you. Uh, today we have a better handling of those, but to overcome them we add complexity and um, complexity to this solution. By complexity it makes it easier to make to miss a mistake and for anomalous to occur, said Malcolm MacDonald, a professor of spacecraft engineering at, in Scotland. He's probably the one pushing the buggy round on fire. It, this is why that's his space buggy. This is why we test rockets before we put them in people. Oh, put people in them. <laughs> Um, what do you mean? If you've ever watched Jackaster, you will find people that will go into a rocket, <laughs> even if they know it's unsafe. It's fine. And put them in themselves as well. The reason you can't 
do it is because you could never do it. <laughs> exactly, but their excuse is we haven't gone again because we realise how hard it is. Ironic. <laughs> it's like, what does it mean? What? We, we're not going to do something that we managed to do before in, in, this, in the fairy tale because we realise how hard it was to do it. <laughs> that's like saying to someone, that's like saying to someone, I can do a backflip. Can you? Yeah, I'm dead flexible, me. I can do a backflip. Show us. I can't. I used to do it, but then I realised it was difficult. <laughs> I can't deal with this planet. The person's not believing you, are they? They're going, well, no. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Um, it's We're both full of colds at the moment. It, uh, uh, Yeah. Basically, that is the most stupid thing I've ever heard from a rocket scientist. So everyone goes, I'm not a rocket scientist. Well, thank God you ain't. Because, no. <laughs> because this is the calibre of people we're getting to shoot people into the, the rock in the sky. But the thing is, the media will just... The journalist will just take that as read and go, oh, yeah, yeah, fair point. <laughs> And then Me and you, we sit there going, it doesn't, go, it doesn't make really? any, what is do you that, mean? You're seriously your excuse. But there's, there was a couple of stories that broke this week. One being that the BBC basically pushed the the um, COVID porn way over the top to try and get support for lockdowns, which should be an absolutely huge story. I mean, we knew it anyway, of course they did. But that should be an absolutely huge story that your state broadcaster has lied to its population to get them to consent to something that will damage them. That's huge. Um, and the fact that Nicola Sturgeon, um, we Jimmy Cranky, was told by her top scientist that lockdowns are just pointless um, and you, you will gain nothing by locking people in their houses. You will only lose things in terms of the economy. And well, unless you, your and goal is to lose those things. Yeah, well, that's the thing. So, yeah, and obviously Scotland had some of the worst lockdowns that, of the UK in, in general, along with Wales. So so they're, they're two major stories. Um, and, you know, they're not really getting that much coverage, really. Little bits and bobs, but not a lot. And it's like, at the end of the day, you had people like us and others being called tinfoil hat, granny killer weirdos, and all that sort of stuff, dangerous, misinformation dangerous the bbc with their misinformation fucking department and mariana spring and all that sort of stuff attacking people for 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 speaking the truth when the whole time that organization itself was knowingly lying to the public to try and terrify them into compliance that's huge that's fucking huge that should be waking up fucking Dave and Joan down the road. That should, people that aren't even into this should be looking at that going, what? I didn't even fucking, I didn't visit my mum in the nursing home for five months because, but they won't. They no, won't. Because they won't. Because, again, it's about responsibility. Um, but mostly what you pointed out there is that the, the mainstream media aren't going to go and grasp on themselves. They're not going to report on their own re- no. I mean, it made it into the mainstream media, but not. It's not. It's not as huge as it should be. Yeah, but what that'll and be it... is the BBC, like ITV, or, or another. Sorry, another media company reporting on that it was the BBC. It'd just be weaponry to use between media companies a little bit as a little bit of political jockeying. But people have power when it comes to the BBC, though. So just cancel your TV license. And people don't realise that. Oh yeah, well yeah, of course they lie. All right, why do you pay for it then, dickhead? And then it's the same as Asda this week. Asda's going cashless, and now they've backtracked on that, to be fair. But 
what they are doing is they're replacing staff with um, the um, automatic tills. So they're making their stores automatic till only. Really? All right. Well, well, if Asda doesn't need people, then people don't need fucking Asda. Just stop going there. What, it's all over hard. the world? Like, everywhere? Well, apparently so. It was in the right. news today. Well, yesterday, actually. It was in the news yesterday. And it's like, they're defending the decision, obviously, because that's what they do. But... You know, you, you have conversations. I've had conversations with people before in these supermarkets, and I know my dad has as well, where you, you're queuing up and there's one member of staff for like 20 tills that are all automated. Now, I will always try and go to a bloody human because just to make the point of it. Um, but you say to these people, you know, God, these, they're getting more and more of these automatic tills now, aren't you? Yeah, they're great. And then it'll go, Gink. Yeah, um, a sales assistant. Well, you've still got a job, love. <laughs> but every time I use one, and every time it says "bink sales assistant needed," and then this woman pops up, a little woman usually runs up, and she has to like sixty, and she's kind of like trying to do that one, do that one, and do that one, and one person. Yeah. Well, it's one wage, isn't it? For it's like you bet. How many yeah. hand jobs can you do in a minute? <laughs> she can do two. One well. over here, one over there, one over there. It's always a little carnage. Scottish woman. It is carnage, carnage. No, that's, come, that's their, but that's their attitude. Yeah. Oh, it's good, isn't it? It's like. Uh, yeah, it's good for you because you've still got a job, love. But they but don't understand what economy the, the means. The staff that were replaced by those yeah. tills. And actually now, when it comes to Asda, you're gone now as well, love. Exactly. So then when are you, where are you going to go buy your stuff from? Because you won't have any money. And therefore, the products that you need to get won't be bought. Therefore, they'll lose their jobs. And this is how it works. You're not understanding the long-term game of this. That that basically, the, the real thing that keeps a country going is it's... it's uh, Revenue, which is basically a system of producing goods. We don't produce yeah. anything here, so we're useless. No, we don't produce anything. And that's the joke. Like, I've been walking, I did a walk yesterday, these two massive collieries in Nottinghamshire. Fucking coal underground. Just fucking, like, miles and miles and miles of it. Now, we're still burning coal in this country, in power stations in the UK, including in Nottinghamshire, actually. So it's like, so what you were doing is you were digging coal out of the ground, and you were using that coal to fire a power station. Now you're buying coal from fucking Poland mm. or China or wherever to fire the power station whilst you're still sat on the coal here. So what you could do is you could be employing a couple of thousand men yeah. here. So that's wages into the economy. You can then sell some of that coal to other nations. Yeah. And then you're selling that coal to the power stations. So you're keeping everything within the nation. Nah, that's all right. Just buy it from Poland. Well, how's that saving the fucking planet then? Because the coal's still being dug and burnt. Exactly. It's a fucking joke. Yeah, and then we're, you're reliant on other countries is what exactly is what has well, happened. Yeah, so then, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and despite being reliant on your neighbour, it's like for your for your livelihood, you'd rather you need to be reliant on yourself again. Back to to responsibility. Yeah. Well, when I was walking around it, I was, it was Rufford Colliery, right? So I'm walking around the site. It's fucking enormous. There's rail rail tracks still all embedded in the ground and stuff. It's just this vast site. And I'm looking around. In the distance, you can see all the bloody wind turbines up near Renneth, right? And none of them are moving. None of them are spinning. Yesterday was windy as fuck. <laughs> so I'm stood there on, on above, like, this giant, like, coal mine, coal seam. Goes all the way out into the bloody North Sea, right out past Skeggy and this, this coal seam. It's absolutely enormous. And then it goes the other way into Derbyshire as well. Huge. So I'm sat on top of that, probably 600 yards beneath me. You've got this basic black gold, essentially. And I'm looking around and I'm looking at these wind turbines that aren't even spinning. And you're just like, there's no way 
this isn't being done intentionally. There's no way you're that fucking stupid. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I do come back to the alternative media again. Uh, my last one, um, actually I've got two, but I'll just do this one. Russia is horny. It's not horny. Like horny, Russia horny, is, horny. Russia is boring. Like, so this is, basically, this is Russia. This is a good thing. I know it is a good thing, but it's still like, you think, well, come on, there's got to be something to do there. So Russia has already been cut off from CNN, Pornhub and Facebook. What's the point then? I mean, you can do that CNN and Facebook, but come on. Pornhub's owned and run by a rabbi. <laughs> I know. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, I know. It's religious, isn't it? Proper religious thing <laughs> to do. Own a porn site. Well, yeah. yeah I know. Uh, the US is also depriving Russians of McDonald's and Coca-Cola. So the Russians don't have Pornhub, CNN, Facebook, McDonald's or Coca-Cola. Um, uh, basically, yeah. I so say no wonder a, their army's so tough. I would have said it's a great thing, but actually, it could go, in England, if you did that here, we'd just be masturbating on a on a shoot in the street on a huge sugar come down for weeks. That's basically what would happen. So if they really want to destroy well, us, Russia doesn't need Facebook because it's got VK, which is a a huge. Oh, okay. Didn't know that network anyway, which actually looks just like Facebook. It's got the same color scheme. Oh. So next. Um, I'm pretty sure that they've got their own news networks. I don't think they need CNN, really. Um, I, I, I imagine they can make a hamburger. They strike me as the sort of people that could probably knock together a hamburger. Uh, one's a good thing, but I'm pretty sure they can probably make that as well. They've got men and women and video cameras. What more do you want? I know, and that's quite cool. I like the winter ones. Good, it's like Rocky porn, basically. Um, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll be war related. Um, yeah, so that's basically what made me laugh. Is that Russia is so great because it's got rid of all of those things. But if you did that in this country, um, I think it would be carnage. If you really want to take this country over Russia, I'm not giving you any advice. Actually, I'm giving you advice. Um, just get rid of those things here because it'd be carnage, would just be horny and, and coming down off sugar for the next six or seven months. It? But in the long run, it would be much, much better for everyone involved if those things just sparked off. Um, okay, final one, and then I'm going to incorporate it into three because it's Israel and it's three stories. So the ITV, I don't know if you saw that, the ITV interviewed a Palestinian guy on the side of the street um, in a safe zone who's holding a white flag, and minutes after they finished the interview, uh, an Israeli sniper just shoots him dead, and it's all on film. Yep. Still people jumping to defend it, even though it's quite blatantly a war crime. Um, but what's also come out, which is interesting, because I've had it so many times where people have gone, October 7th, October 7th. That's your argument for me saying stop killing kids. Is October, what about October 7th? All right. What about 75 years before and every day since? Yeah. But obviously what they did on October the 7th was obviously massively wrong. However, it's come out now what we knew all along anyway is that most of the ghastliest events, you know, the beheaded babies, the babies cut out of wombs, the babies on um, put in an oven and all this kind of stuff, which actually are things that have happened to Palestinians yep. in, in massacres over the last 75 years, just putting that out there. Um, 1948, the Air Massacre, um, the Air Yanni Massacre was uh, uh, the rape ones. They have admitted that most of those stories were fabricated the ghastliest stories were fabricated to get support um, for a war on Hamas. 
So you can admit it now because it's long after the event and you've already killed 26,000 people. Including children. But it, but we said at the time that that's what we thought they were doing. They were they were making up such... I mean, the event... You shouldn't be killing civilians anyway. I don't think you should be killing anyone. But you shouldn't be killing civilians anyway. That's wrong. Hamas are wrong. Go into a whole other argument about who fucking funds them and who fucking formed them. But I'm not a fan of Hamas at all. So... That's bad enough that you kill civilians, right? So what can you get away with for killing a certain amount of civilians? Well, probably an eye for an eye, maybe a little bit more, take a little bit of revenge. Okay, so people might have allowed you to have killed two, 3,000 Palestinians. Fuck them, right? But by creating a situation where you're beheading 40 babies, you're ripping babies out of wombs, you're doing X, Y, and Z, you dehumanize, mm. and they were calling them animals as well, you dehumanize the Palestinians to such a point that actually... Public opinion is like, nah, 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 Jordan Peterson, give them hell. Like, nah, nah, these are, this is subhuman scum. It takes it to a whole nother level. And that's why they did it. That's why they did it. Oh, so this, this is bad enough to kill a few. All right, we'll make it worse then. And so oh. that's what they did. And they've admitted that now on Israeli television. Have they? And it's there for everyone to see. You can, you can find that. It's all over the internet now, actually. Um, and the final one, but, all the, but this is the thing. Basically, we have conversations, and see, you do classified, and I do my show, and Dad does Dot Connector, and you say a bunch of stuff. Everyone calls you a fucking arsehole, and then you watch your show being played on the mainstream news three yep. months later. That's why we'll never get the reach. That's, that's why X is a no-reach platform. But the final one did make me laugh. So you've got a student in American campuses there have been a lot of protests on behalf of Palestinians and they, you know, they've been bringing up the Holocaust saying that, you know, that's not a way to justify another genocide and stuff like that, blah, blah. So this girl takes to the podium and she's obviously pro Israel and she's, you know, crocodile tears, usual drill going off on one. And then and she said, I'll just say one thing. How dare you um, use the Holocaust um, as a defense here? Um, how dare you use one genocide to compare it to this genocide, right? And then she stops, and Jeez. you hear a little bit of laughing in the background, and she goes, oh. Because obviously she's saying that it isn't a genocide, what's happening to the Palestinians, when of course it is. But she's obviously, her whole defense is that it's not a fucking genocide, and how dare you bring up the Holocaust and compare that to this genocide. Oh, oh. yeah. It's a funny video. It's a funny video because of the oh. It's the oh that made me laugh because there is just laughter. Because yeah. obviously people are just like, you've literally, you've tied yourself in a knot. That's what happens. Yeah, and this is the thing, you know, if you're not lying, you'd have to remember anything. The, and we can't simple. remember anything. Simple. You don't need to remember anything if you're not lying. Just say it as it is or say it as you believe it to be. Exactly, and when you get it but wrong, if you're lying all the time. You, you just go, stumble. yeah. If you get it wrong, you just go. Well, that's what I thought at the time. That was my honest opinion. That's, I've got some more information now. It's different. Like I yeah. don't believe that anymore. I, I, that's exactly. another part of taking responsibility that people don't want to do. Um, let's end it on this one. Must kiss my ring. What can I be meaning? Well, I'm going to go for. Is it the Pope? <laughs> well, he was in a. In uh, he does that, doesn't he? People yeah, come and go. he was um, 
basically, yeah, he lit the candle, didn't he, when he went to um, the Auschwitz thing with Ben Shapiro. This is the guy that's obviously pro-freedom of speech and all of that lot, hanging out with Ben Shapiro um, at the Nazi concentration camps. Um, yeah, um, could he be... He lost a lot of uh, even more support there. They seem to just, when it comes to Israel again, yeah. they're willing to throw their own kind of narrative under the bus. Anyway. End of level boss, man. Yeah. End of level boss. Yeah. And he, so he's done. Um, X is, a, I've said, no, no reach platform. People are starting to realise that now. Um, but, but yeah, guys, so yeah, uh, I don't know what to say. The world is absolutely mad, but you don't have to. And we got through COVID together, so we can we can uh, sail through World War Three. Be a yeah. right laugh. And if they take the internet down, I'm, I'll just come over to Caster and we'll just do it together in the street. That's it. And we can just film some... puppet guy could be dancing. <laughs> we can do it live. Um, you can come and see us and we'll fill some buckets up and lip tip on the floor. $75,000 though to come see us and we'll split it between the two of us. Um, but don't tell the tax man. We'll stick it in the Caymans Islands. Be fine. Yeah. Uh, where can people get their CBD from? Head over to supremecbd.uk. Use the code WT. AF, and you get 40% off everything. You do. And then, two for one. I still can't work that out in my head. I'll think about it and get back to you next week. A bog off. <laughs> how rude. Absolutely rude. It's been an hour of my time with you, and then that's how we end things. See you in a week's time, guys. See you later, everyone. Send us your drugs. Apart from you. Apart from CBD. <laughs>